0: You pray with me, please. Be with us this morning, God. Quiet our hearts. May our spirits be still, that we might hear from you. Amen. Knowing that his hour had come to depart from this world, Jesus of Nazareth, God in human form, got up from the dinner table, poured water into a basin, got down on his knees, and began to wash his disciples' feet. So John the Evangelist tells us in his account of the good news. That on his final evening with his disciples, his final night on this earth, Jesus Christ, the incarnate God, got down on his knees and washed human feet. What is humanity that you are mindful of us, O God, the psalmist asks. Mortals that you care for us. Who are we? I want you to really think with me, dear family, the creator of everything, of all that is. Not only being mindful of us, Not only caring for us, but becoming human in order to serve us. If we really believe that, it is a fault that ought to boggle our minds. I want you to turn with me now to our gospel lesson for today. He came down with them and stood with them on a level place, Luke writes. Came down and stood with them on a level place. And a great multitude from all over had come to hear from him. And all were trying to touch him for power came out from him. If anything is certain in the gospel story, it's this right here. That power was indeed coming out from him. I mean, just think about it. So charismatic was this man. So compelling, so remarkable in word and deed and act that in a short time... He had begun commanding crowds from all over the ancient Near East to flock to him and to fawn over him. That doesn't just happen. People don't begin to attract big crowds and to command people's attention and loyalty without all the while growing immensely in power. That's the way power works. So yes, if anything is certain about the gospel story up to this point, it's this, that power was indeed coming out from this man, exuding from him, palpable upon him, not only in the demonstration of his miracles, but in the very nature of his person. So having noted this, having drawn attention to the power of this man, I want us to key in then on this. No sooner has Luke drawn our attention to the enormous power that Jesus of Nazareth is now wielding And Luke turns around and writes this. And then Jesus looked to his followers. All this power coming out from him. And then Jesus looked to his followers and said, Blessed are you who are poor and hungry and sorrowful and misunderstood Blessed are you. Now, Perhaps we've heard this passage so many times. It's a famous passage. Perhaps we've heard this so many times that we no longer recognize the startling incongruity between Luke describing Jesus as one wielding immense power And then his subsequent words about Jesus directing that power toward and sharing that power with and using that power to empower those who suffer and struggle. Perhaps we're so acquainted with this passage we don't even recognize the incongruity between those two things. But if so, we do well to have our eyes reopened. For well, let's face it, in human hands power doesn't often look for whom it can be shared with. In human hands, power doesn't often look for whom it can be used for. In human hands, power doesn't often look for whom it can be given to. No, in human hands, power almost always seeks to magnify itself, to protect itself, to compound itself. This sadly tends to be our human way. Get a little power, keep it for ourselves. Now, at this point in Luke's gospel, just six short chapters in, this could be just a bunch of empty talk. That is, if we didn't have the rest of the story. For Let's face it, there are always powerful leaders among us who are savvy enough to exploit our emotions by claiming to make common calls with the overlooked and the downtrodden which is to say is mere soundbites or as a public persona, the stuff Jesus is here saying can play well to one's advantage. Thus, one could read up to Luke chapter 6, could hear these words coming from this powerful man, Jesus, and could then say with cynicism, ah, that's just a persona he's cultivating. The large-hearted populist, the small-town boy who won't forget his roots, champion of the underdog. Yes, such personas are not uncommon. They make for very inspiring slogans. And so, again, this could be all just a bunch of empty words. If it weren't for the rest of the story. In short, the rest of the story is this. This very same Jesus practices what he preaches and embodies what he professes and shares of his immense power right up to the point of suffering death for it upon a cross. We have to understand this about the story, dear family, for Jesus. The poor are not only blessed in theory, No, Jesus gives them resources from his own pocket daily. For Jesus, the hungry are not only fed once the right social program is approved or once a local charity collects enough canned goods. No, Jesus shares with the hungry from his own food daily. For Jesus, those who weep are not only comforted by pretty words about their thoughts and their prayers. Said Jesus sits with these and listens to them and consoles them daily. Which is all to say for Jesus, humility and service and sacrifice are not a means to an end. These are not, for him, admirable virtues that happen to play well with his congregation or with the electorate. These are not lofty aspirations, nor mere descriptions of how things will someday become eternity. No, for Jesus of Nazareth, these are necessary demonstrations of what it means to be most fully human. Which means that, and follow me here, which means that if in fact this Jesus of Nazareth truly is God in human form, then as Christians, it means that this is the model by which we ourselves have been called to live. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus, the Apostle Paul writes to the Philippians, who though being in the very form of God, thought equality with God something not to be exploited, but who instead emptied himself and took on human likeness, Have this mind in you, Paul writes, this self-giving, others-focused, self-emptying, power-sharing mind, not the mind that marks our broken nature. Not the mind that marks our fallen humanity. Not the mind that devises how to amass more power for ourselves and how to protect it and multiply it once we have it. No, have this mind, Paul writes, this other mind for here comes the ultimate paradox that sits at the very heart of creator God's essential nature and thus at the very heart of the Christian gospel. For in giving and in sharing and in humbling himself before others, a Deeper strength, which is to say an even greater power, was thereby made known in Jesus of Christ. Listen to the turn in Paul right now. For this reason, he writes, for this reason he has been given the name that is above every name that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ, not Caesar Augustus, that Jesus Christ is Lord. Knowing that his hour had come to depart from this world, He wrapped a towel around his waist, got down on his knees, and washed human feet. You shall never wash my feet, Peter says in response to this, horrified by such a self-effacing act. He's embarrassed for him in his weakness. Oh, the irony, dear family. His closest disciple, he who had walked with him and talked with him and known him by name since the beginning. Still unable to comprehend what the power of his Lord was really about. Why would you do this for me? Peter is asking. You are the Lord, the Messiah. In you is the power of almighty God vested. Why would you get down on your knees and serve me? What is humankind that you are mindful of us, O God? Mortals that you care for us. Herein is the gospel, dear family, the very power of God poured out, self-emptied on our helpless account. Oh, it is excellent to have a giant's strength, William Shakespeare writes. But it is tyrannous to use it like a giant. Yes, power was indeed coming out from Jesus of Nazareth that day at the foot of the mountain. But then too, power came out from him every day. For having a giant strength, he refused ever to use it like a giant. Let the same mind be in us that is in Christ Jesus. And all together we say, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. Amen.